This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the wednesday week the sheffield wednesday podcast i'm lord hillsborough and with me on the line first of all we have victoria my darling how the devil are you i actually was just going mr marriott to myself then i I'm wasn't expecting me i wasn't I'm expecting me up. i feel like i need to thank my mum my dad <laughs> everyone who sits around me on the north stand the cop end uh if, james uh if hi carlos can, if carlos can change his, so, his formation so can we my darling yeah Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> and uh, second on the line, we have Mr. Fudgy. Hello there, Fudgy. You're being on the WU. What you're saying, what you're saying, uh, uh, what you're saying. I'm so down for <laughs> kids. That, that was like an Eddie intro, wasn't it? Where Eddie's, uh, Eddie and his uh, late 90s reggae tracks. I feel like who, I've, I've, I've brought a street flavour to it. Oh, who's, there's, who's... Uh, there was another guy who did the podcast before you uh, started. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember I him, I miss yeah. Eddie's 90s tracks. Yeah. He's just, he just suddenly stopped doing them, didn't he? To, like, prove a point. Like... Yeah. He'd been doing them so long, he'd just run out of 90 songs to do. Bless him. He can never run out of 90 songs to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and last, but by certainly no means least, Mr. Marriott. Jamesy, he'll be another W. Well, the thing is, right, you always used to come to me first, but now, just you did it once, and now you never come to me first. And I'm not. I'm not saying that it's upsetting <laughs> me or anything, but I'm, I'm not really but sure if I can is. carry on doing this. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't upset him at all that he had to bring it up. <laughs> I was last then. I was last. I mean, this is a lot for a guy to take in the space of a few weeks. Uh, No, I'm very, I'm I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well. (laughs) Nice to hear. Um, Right then, ladies and gents. So let's crack straight on the show because we've got one or two bits and bobs to go through this evening. And although it seems like a while ago now, we are going to have a little bit of a chat about the the Barnsley affair, aren't we, boys and girls? Because this had some, uh, I would say, mixed signals, shall we say? Can first of all, can we just cover the fact that um, well, two things about Sam Winnell. One being that uh, the song for him, which came out of nowhere, is brilliant and very catchy. Uh, and uh, two days last What's week, the I song? fell asleep. Sing the song. It's um, it's you remember here come the hot stepper from the nineties. The na 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 Sammy Winnell. And, and oh, it just it goes that it just goes brilliant. on and on and on because and you can imagine night, what it was like said, after oh, he scored. Did you hear the Sam Whittle song and I was like I don't know what it is. So now I know. Definitely oh, after he scored it. it was definite. So two, firstly the song's oh. really good. Secondly, what an arrogant sod he is. Like 
I, I don't, you guys probably wouldn't have seen this, but like at the end of the game, he went and applauded all three sides of Barnsley fans as they booed and threw random things at him. And he did almost like a <laughs> lap of honour of the ground. Like, he is an arse. I love it. <laughs> you would so do that, though, wouldn't you? I would oh, yeah, totally definitely. do that. Not to I'm Wednesday, because gonna... I'm Wednesday. Like, I'm born Wednesday. But he's not born Barnsley. He don't give a shit. I would, I'm if just... I got sacked off by Portsmouth, I'd go and poo in every corner of the ground. That's how I do. <laughs> Again, you got told last time. <laughs> Sorry. It's basically a, like Chris Maguire, but better. Chris Maguire is the, the back where, Derby County reserve. Chris, but Chris Maguire used to be good at winding people up, didn't he? He used to wind up opposition fans. Sam Whittle took it to Twitter. an entirely new level on, on Saturday. Oh, yeah. He, well, he did. He, he still needs a shave. But there was whisperings on Twitter, wasn't there, about him um, about him not being the most popular of players around the club when he was there. You know what I mean? But, yeah, and on the, on the side, on the, you know, on the back of Chris Maguire, while we're talking about it, he can get in the bin. Everybody's going, oh, look how great he is. Look out, look at this another free mint free kick. He should never have left Wednesday. He shouldn't have signed in the first place, the fat Derby County Reserve. But I've not seen anyone say that. those two words, James? Have you not seen it? I'm going to find him now. I'm going to find him. I've not. You said this last <laughs> week. You said exactly the same thing last week about him. And I've honestly not seen a yeah. single person tweet about Chris Maguire for about four years. I think it's in your head. <laughs> I think you've got some kind of like secret obsession with Chris Maguire. You can't let go. What, whatever you do, James, do not try to get into Fudge's head. It's a dark, scary place. <laughs> don't want to be there. It's, it's, like, it's like a Salvador Dali <laughs> Everywhere you turn, there's just a peacock. And then a Reader Johnson. <laughs> but no, um, obviously, back to back to the, the, the game, shall we say. Uh, Mr. Winnall's, I mean, the celebration was incredible, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing. And we, we, we've all seen it where people score against the clubs and, and respect the clubs and all that. But there was none of that nonsense from Mr. Winnall, was there? He scored and he went absolutely chuffing potty. He actually ran away from the Wednesday fans. Um, <laughs> who were at the goal that he scored and went off to let the Barnsley fans know how happy he was. I think, to be fair, he had just had like a two-foot pig thrown at him a few minutes before. That was actually, (laughs) they're probably 40, 50 quid a piece, those pepper things. So (laughs) high five to whoever did that. It was probably Mr. Chancery, just to mix it up a bit, because they are expensive pigs. I I know, my niece is into them. It was Dole Day in Barnsley. Everybody was me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Two weeks work, buy a pig. There we go. Um, but yeah, fair play to him. I'd have done that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I yeah. pulled it out of my sock. Well, it's not just that. I mean, he, the obviously there was the celebration and everything that went along with it. And but we've seen him celebrate passionately. The first time he scored, didn't he? He, he? he was very, very happy he scored. But obviously, we, we know the story with Winnard on Barnsley and, and the Barnsley fans beginning giving him pelters. And, and fair play to him for doing it. And, and anybody that doesn't like it, well, stuff him. It's as simple as that, really. Um, a couple of other things from the Barnsley game, of course. I mean, it, to be fair, the actual game itself was a bit tense, wasn't it, to say the least. Um, Barnsley came out swinging, as we expected them to. Uh, the Barnsley fans were... Baying as we expected them to, and the game itself, it, it did take a little while to settle down properly, didn't it? I, I thought the um, the first half, not a lot really happened. It was, it was, there were a couple of moments in the first half, and I think we kind of came into life the last kind of five ten minutes of the first half. Before that, we didn't really do very much. It's not like Barnsley were kind of knocking on the door or anything either. Um, it's the second half where that game kind of burst into life. And, and, and you know what? It was, the second half was a good game of football. It was kind of end-to-end, each team kind of having their their spell. Um, obviously, we went ahead. Then we thought we'd scored again, but it was offside. We had a couple of chances. Um, you know, the, the inevitable sucker punch comes three minutes into injury time. Then it looks like Barnsley are going to win it. You know, it was the the second half was a proper game of kind of like local derby football. And it has to be said, had it not been for Mr. Fox, because that clearance off the line was incredible. Westy pulled off a brilliant save as well, which was absolutely amazing, as per usual. I know it's sort of a, a broken record that we say that more or less every chipping podcast now, but it's getting to the point with Westy now where. I've just run out of superlatives for him. He's just such an important part of this team, isn't he? He really, really is. 
you yeah, almost kind of take it for granted, don't you? It's like, oh, West Westwood just pulls off another great save, and it was a superb save, and 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 it you know it absolutely kept us in the game. Um, so you know, credit to him. I think the um, the Morgan Fox header on the line is borderline superhuman because the more I watched that, because it wasn't like a curled shot, he wellied that. Um, how he managed to 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 get to it, I, I've just got no idea. I thought that was superb. That was brilliant. I think. It was bloody rubbish, though. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. No, I, I, I tell you what it was. I, I think it's been indicative of Sheffield Wednesday season, this this um, this, this specific game. I, I think it's one of those where we start slow and then we get a goal and then we Stuart Gray it out. I don't know where this has come from with, uh, with the team or whether it's Carlos's tactics or whatever, but it seems to me that uh, we did it against Rotherham and we'll get there. But, you know, we're in front. Yeah, we'll, we'll sit back on this one now. Let's uh, let's Stuart Gray this out, which is which is why, if I remember rightly, Beastie stopped doing this show because he just had enough of this of this type of football. And we're not clinical enough at all. We're not very good at absolutely smashing the ball home. And we had a, a hatful of chances against Reading. We had a hatful against Barnsley. We had a hatful against Bristol City, and we're just not putting them away. It, it, it's painful to watch sometimes. However. Hmm. It was it was nice that Sammy Winnell got the uh, got, got got a goal. I was I was chuffed for him. But my my biggest gripe, and I know we're going to get there, and I know we're going to speak about it, is why is nobody getting to the byline and whipping crosses in for Jordan Rhodes? We'll get to that point in just a second or two. But it has to be said, like yeah. Angel Delight, Fudge. That's what it is. <laughs> right. If I give you a ball. <laughs> I mean, we do have to give some credit to Barnes, I suppose, for giving a good game. I thought the Himmel was brilliant. I thought that young Kent lad, he, he was quite good as well. Um, I wouldn't be adverse to Mr. Chancery popping his hand in his pocket for Himmel. I thought he had a brilliant game. Caused us some real problems, didn't he? I, I can't remember. Who who was he? <laughs> I do have to think if it was again. Yeah, James went to the Sheffield tap. I was really concentrated on, on trying to spot who played well for for us, which, by the way, was Adam Reach. Adam Reach had probably the best game that he's ever had for us on um, on Saturday. He was top notch, and actually, I thought I thought he did get really? to the byline. He did whip a few crosses in. I thought he played really well. Absolutely. But after all that loveliness, then we came on to the uh, the Rotherham affair, and we were all a little bit shocked at the lineup, weren't we, boys and girls? Well, four three three. That was rather unexpected, wasn't it? It's almost like we wanted to win, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? When you see a lineup like that, you think bloody hell he wants to win this. Not just that he wants to it, win, we've got he no to destroy mid- them. We've got no bugger for midfield, so why not just stick three of them in there? We've got ten strikers, twenty strikers, thirty strikers. Shove them all up front. Bob's your uncle. There you go. Done. <laughs> I saw a brilliant tweet from someone that said, all these Wednesday fans surprised that Carlos playing 4-3-3. He did write an entire book on how to play 4-3-3, which apparently is true. <laughs> he did write a book based around how to play 4-3-3 effectively. So, um, you know, it's probably not that big a surprise in hindsight that he uh, that he opted for this formation. Yeah, but that's, Rotherham, that's Rotherham not conceded really, yeah, 88 yeah. goals this season, so if you're going to do it against anyone, you do it against Rotherham. Yeah, it's, it's not really a trophy, is it? Writing a book. I could write a book on playing 4 3 3. You oh, could have no, written a book. But you know people I mean? bought it. You know, it actually it sold It'd copies. I think that's probably the difference between Carlos's book on 4 3 3 and. You could write your... a book and sell it to Mummy Fudge and Daddy Fudge and Baby well, Fudge. Is and that I could, is it. I could write and maybe Mrs. On, Fudge. You know, she wouldn't I could even write buy a book it. On complaining at post offices, I'd be really good at that. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could write a book, uh, you know. Uh, your stomach kicking in and needing to crimp one off at really inopportune times. I could I could write a book on pissing on your grey trousers just before a big job interview. I've been meant at it. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean I'm the gospel. Do you know what I mean? Um, in, in, and I can't get you to the... write a bloody blog for the website, but you'll write a book <laughs> on pissing on your grey trousers before going for a job interview. Yeah, would what it, I did. Would, would that include a chapter regarding the new um, hand dryers? You can't actually aim it. Anywhere now, can you? You have to the, the new Dyson hand dryers. You have to put things into them. You can't aim them anywhere. You have this to is climb inside it. Victoria, you don't understand. It depends on yeah. how lucky you are, Lord Hillsborough, because some people could just flop it right in there. <laughs> no, what well, I did, I was going to for a big job interview, and I had a grey suit on, and um, it was cold. So you know what happens to a gentleman's pits when it gets cold? You know, things start to. You're wet. Contract a little bit. So what that was? Is that what happened? No, no, no. I'm in a 
no, hang on. You know, lips moving, still talking. I, I was, I was no, in a, you just told us a, you wet yourself. There's no going I was back. In a, that. No, I'm gonna. It gets worse. Shut the fuck up for five minutes. <laughs> so I'm sat down, and you know the bit between the porcelain and the seat. Yeah. I want to so, tell everyone I'll piss myself. Shut up, Victoria. I want to tell everyone. No, I pissed on myself. Is is where I'm going. This is what I did. So the bit between the porcelain and the uh, and the toilet seat, um, everything had gone cold. So. You know, my bits were facing straight out, as it were, given the seated <laughs> position I was. So what I'd done, I managed to hit that sweet spot uh, in between the seat and the uh, and the porcelain. <laughs> and I had a grey suit on, so yeah, just ended up. It just went everywhere. It, you know what I mean? It just, when it, it caught the edge of it, and it, it, honestly, it looked like it just ran through a sprinkler in the summertime. <laughs> you I, see, hang on. every did, chap, every chap that's knows what he's horrible. doing. Horrible. Every lady has to do. Yeah, just covering piss. Sat there. I, I can't. I can't figure out how we've gone from the pros and cons of four three three to a story about you pissing yourself. How did that happen? Because I'm writing books on it. I'm writing books on it. That's what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> but is, is it me? Right. So let's go back to bring this back full circle. The game against Rotherham, I thought, was pretty piss poor. Um, bear in mind, like you said, they've conceded a million goals this season. They've. Um, you know, they've, they've been pretty bloody terrible. And it, and it was a potential banana skin, which is what we discussed last time. And, and we did the job. We went out, we beat them. But does anybody else think that it could have been a bit more comprehensive? It could have been a bit more showbiz? Nope. It could have been 10-0? Or are we just I, happy with the I, three points? I disagree with that. And I disagree with it on a number of points. One is that we said last week, and you just acknowledged this, that it was the potential banana skin. And uh, they were going to raise their game. The pressure was off them. They'd been relegated on Saturday, which we knew there was a fair chance was going to happen. So they could go out and play without any fear. To be fair, actually, they were still a bit rubbish. In fact, they were very rubbish. Uh, but for us, it didn't matter. It was um, I described it as a functional win. It was three points. It didn't matter whether or not we won 10-0 or 2-0. The danger if we'd have gone out there and really stuffed them and put five or six past them is that then fans' expectations ahead of the game on Saturday against Newcastle get to fever pitch again, which is what happened when we beat Norwich 5-1 that was like, oh, we're back on for automatic promotion. And we all came back down to earth with a hell of a thump after that, didn't we? So um, I think the fact that it felt like a bit of an ugly win is actually in our favour. I think it just keeps everyone's feet a little bit grounded and just makes us think, right, it's now about grinding out results for the rest of this season, getting the points that we need to finish in the playoffs. That's what that's what we've got to do now for the next six games. Um, and so going out and sticking five or six past them, yeah, it would have helped in terms of goal difference against um, versus Fulham and whatnot. But um, I, I think it was probably the ideal result in that regard. James, do you know what, right? I think I love you to pieces and you're my favourite person ever. But I think that every night I could do with you just popping round for 10 minutes just before I go to sleep and just talking me into myself and just telling me to stop worrying about certain things and whatever, because you've just nailed that, that completely nailed that. And actually, I've been, like, whooshing off this week, saying we could have won that five. No, but actually, no, you, you're completely right, James. I, I agree with you. And and you haven't talked oh. about pissing on yourself. <laughs> Why don't you just run off into your own podcast together, hey? Um... Like Andrew Clare upset. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't disagree with James, right? Don't get me wrong, it was a functional win. But let's let's not you know disguise the fact that the first one was offside and the second one was a foul. You know what I mean? We should have been peppering shots in that cares. goal all day. Do you know what I mean? We are we at the stage of the season where we need to psychoanalyse games like Rotherham away. It was yes, a, it we was are. A, it was a derby match. It was a Tuesday night. We'd both played on the Saturday. Uh, we were playing a different formation. We got a couple of players who'd only just come back from injury. It doesn't it doesn't matter. What matters is we got three points. And um, th there's nothing else that we need to analyse about that. We will not play another Rotherham for the rest of this season. We had to go there and get three points. And we did. OK, I, I, I agree with that. However, surely we can agree that the most... So the, big, the biggest talking point of the entire game was that the day after they gave the man the, the job on a full-time basis. That was weird, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I've got to admit, right, if I if I turned up to work every day and produced the shit that he did, I wouldn't have a job. Like, how's he landed a job out of that? And don't yeah, forget, as well, it's not like... Else, it? 
Yeah, but it's not like just landing a job at HSBC or wherever. Like, you land a job on a deal that you are guaranteed most of that money, whatever happens. You are guaranteed. If I went to Meadowhall and started working like that. (laughs) Exactly, right? And if you went and you just, like, smashed a lot up or whatever, you would still be guaranteed a massive percentage of your money. How has he got that job? How? Why are That's a question. That's a question for the Rotherham podcast. Yeah. Once they've figured out, well, once they've figured saying, out how to use computers and and, yeah. and electricity got and things, and, and yeah. got into web, then the the, the Rotherham podcast can answer that question for us. He, um, <laughs> I love he... the way we're talking about it like it's really backwater. <laughs> it's literally a mile away from, from Sheffield. Oh, by the way, which does bring me on to the best thing I saw, which was thanks for making the sixteen-mile round trip. Those little posters they put <laughs> oh, yeah, away, and that was wonderful. That was a, a lovely touch. It's not like a way at Brighton or Plymouth, but you know. But I like the way they're still bothered. I, I don't know whether or not... like a mail merge, isn't it, from their marketing department that's gone, right, every match this season, we've seen Newcastle do it, we've seen a few people do it, let's start putting up a poster saying thank you for making the mile round trip. And some little junior in their marketing department has gone, sir, are you sure we should be putting this up? They've only made 16 <laughs> miles. So going, yeah, yeah, stick it up. Put Carlos on looking really cool. <laughs> be fine, be right, just stick it up. Be stick right, get it up. The, um, the actual best bit of the game, and I don't know whether or not you got this um, on the TV or not, uh, but the guy that does the stadium announcing at the New York Stadium is actually um, a, a mate of mine called James, who I used to work with. Um, and um, he, halfway through the second half, or, or I think it was probably about 15 minutes before the end of the game or something, uh, Rotherham were making a substitution, and he gets on the mic and he goes, substitution for Sheffield Weds. Oh, uh, no, Rotherham. Um, and all the Wednesday fans burst out laughing and started singing You're Getting Sacked in the Morning, which I found very amusing and texted him. I was like, you've got the Wednesday fans singing about you. Um, but then the funny thing was that Paul Warren went on TV afterwards in an interview and said, well, despite the fact that the Wednesday fans sang You're Getting Sacked in the Morning, I don't know whether or not I've got the job. And you're like, they weren't singing to you, you prick. <laughs> singing to the stadium announcer. <laughs> we did hear that. We heard that. But we presumed it was at Paul <laughs> No, no, it was, uh, it was at James, who's the, uh, the, the stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dear Paul Warren, get over yourself. You're already relegated. There's no point sacking you. There is literally no point. Nobody wants it, fam. If, if I may interject with my two best bits of the game, the first one was the uh, the Rotherham fans singing Sheffield United are coming for you, which was hilarious. Are they having some kind of loving oh, Rotherham and United? I How... didn't hear that. Did they actually oh. have one for 20 when was that? years, not they? It's embarrassing. Actually... Yeah, during the game, James, um, the Rotherham fans were singing Sheffield United are coming for you. They um, forget and... them buckets, my lord, don't they? They forget they them buckets. We Absolutely. saved that club. Saved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with 200 quid worth of pennies. Yeah, we saved it. <laughs> All down to us. And if I may say, the other best bit of the game was Mr. Fletcher's header, because that was an amazing finish. It really, really was. Um, obviously, we've been discussing balls in the box, etc., etc. The ball came in from Mr. Hunt, who has received a lot of stick um, this season. Hang on, hang on. No, no, hang on. I'm going to take umbrage here, here um, Lord H. I'll t- tell you for why. Jack Hunt just slapped that ball. There was no thought to it. And it was down to Fletcher to get his head to it. He used the what? defender as a crutch. Let's let's rewind this goal. Oh, and I want, I want really think what's what? wrong with you right. tonight? Have you got PMT? So what's wrong with you? Is that his grumpy ball? There was an absolutely fabulous ball played to the byline. I think it was from Bannon. And uh, Jack Hunt was nowhere to be seen. And he's gone. And you see him go, oh, Christ, that's for me, that. Run on it and just towed one over. And then Fletcher's but got if up, he hadn't, yeah. if he hadn't, you'd be kicking off somewhat rotten for him not getting it. He weren't going to. He delivered a cross and we scored a goal off it. Like, what is there to criticise about that? He could turn up. You could be dying. He could turn up and give you half mouth and you complained he'd not stuck enough tongue in. You are ridiculous, Daniel Fudge. Jack Hunt didn't realise that somebody had played him the ball. And the only reason we got that ball is because he was half a second or a, you know, a full two seconds behind what was going off. And I think we were fortunate to have that goal allowed but, but, and scored but, in the first place. But he did, and we scored. I don't get your point. Like, if it had been stood in the corner waiting for it, it probably wouldn't have delivered the cross that he did. You know, everything in football happens for it, a reason. I, we scored a goal, Fudge. 
While we're yes, here, we can I just mention, can you, I just were you, mention were you that, that um, guy that rang Radio Sheffield and said, I'm not going to celebrate when Fernando <laughs> Forestieri scores for the rest of the season now. He's dead to me. I'm going to sit in my seat and I'm going to sit on my hands and I'm not going to celebrate. Does anyone remember when we, played, um, when we played that playoff final at Cardiff? I don't think Steve McLean should have scored that penalty. That shouldn't have gone in. It was a Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> what were we him on for? <laughs> oh, no! oh! That, was, that, that was gambling. That, he was lucky that paid off. Silly sod. But it did. It did Bloody pay off us. He was on the beers then, wasn't he? Silly sod. <laughs> this is pre-goatee beard and all. <laughs> Christ. No, listen. It, I think what it is, uh, I think we were fortunate to have had scored that goal and have had had it allowed. <laughs> But the point is, it was scored. Yes, the, the cross could have been better, but it didn't need to be because the head from Fletcher was a, a brilliant, brilliant head. That was <laughs> so... Stop, press, Scottish no, no. man, headbutt something. But... <laughs> That's like, stop, press, female, cold. Come on. Can, can we just mute it? Was it? Such a difficult it, it, was, it was such a difficult head to make because it was slightly behind him. He had slightly yeah. over the ball. So what he did, so he, he used a man to help himself up in the air and the referee <laughs> has gone, no, that's allowed, that. that's fine. And they just totted it in. And, you know, he may as well have been stood on his bloody shoulders. I think... I think Fudge is uh, taking a bribe from the, the Teddy Chucker Society for this evening, haven't you, Fudgy? Oh, been... uh, <laughs> but no, at the end of the day, it was three points. Uh, there was a, a wonderful, wonderful tweet on the Twitteridge from um, Tartanel. Um, I do have his proper name as well. Uh, Ross Brookfield, who quite simply put, how do we get there? I don't care. Three points in the bag. On we go. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Um, right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on then, shall we? And um, first things first, we've got a few little injury updates as well, haven't we, boys and girls? Some some good news and some not-so-good news. Um, let's get rid of the not-so-good news first, shall we? Uh, apparently, Mr Abdi is out for the rest of the season. Is this not-so-good news? Because he was starting to come rather good, wasn't he? It's, yeah, um, he's, a, he's a classy player, isn't he, James? He, he, he is. I think the the main reason it's disappointing is he did come into a little bit of form and 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 just as he kind of came into form and then picked up another another injury uh, was around the time that that Bannon seemed to hit a, a really bad patch. I mean, Ban- Bannon was awful against Barnsley, really bad against Barnsley. Um, he played a bit better on Tuesday. Uh, you, you know, we know we're going to play Bannon for the rest of the season now. We've got no option, so he's you know he is our our only choice central midfielder really. Um, but the fact that we've not got that choice of Abdi as an alternative is a it's a bit of a gutter, isn't it? It's it is a bit of a shame. Maybe he needs it though because he's been in and out all season, hasn't he? If there's a problem and he needs an operation, let's just get it done. And it'll be a bit like having an extra new signing for next season. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with the whole thing. I think you're right about um, about Bannon. I think he came in at the right time. I think he got uh, he started to get a bit of a run in the team. I actually, I, I feel for him that it's a little bit unfortunate that he's um, that he's got the injury now. Now, now he's starting to put the shirt on. And uh, all of it, and you know, you know, with Lewis McGugan wanting to snap at the heels of the centre midfield role, you know, <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. I couldn't even do it. <laughs> well, there the might be um, inklings of a certain midfield maestro uh, returning to the squad, might they? Yes, uh, we heard that Kieran Lee might be uh, might be coming back from uh, from injury from his from his operation. I still, I think, I'm concerned that. It's a little bit too soon because he's had, he's, you know, he's had some serious surgery there. It's not like he's, um, he, you know, he's getting himself over a cold or he's got a bit of a bad back. He's, he's coming back from surgery. I don't want, you know, I, I'd hate for him to be rushed back and only be half the player he is because personally, I think that he is a player that we've really, really missed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's certainly no doubt about that. And, and for this running, um, which we are going to need him for, it'd be lovely to have him back for it, wouldn't it, if he came back as the same player. But 
I mean, he was playing a long time with this injury, wasn't he? So I don't think I think the whole point of him going in and getting sorted was was to make sure it didn't get any worse. Um, he's been sorted. Obviously, been to has he been to Thailand to um, to meet the Chan series special Thai people over there as well. No, I went to go and look at some ladyboys. I heard. Yeah, we've didn't, all done didn't, that. Didn't we? he go and see a, a witch doctor or something crazy? La- ladyboy. Oh, ladyboy. Yeah, similar, similar yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. La- ladyboy doctor. A ladyboy witch doctor. That's a question about the Kieran Lee injury. Because obviously we know that he's been out for, what is it, like yeah. three months or something now. And we know that he'd been playing with it beforehand. Does anyone actually know what the injury is? Because I've, I've not spoke to anyone that actually knows what the injury is. We've no, just been I told, do. oh, he's been carrying an injury. Wasn't it like um, his knee or something? Didn't he really badly injure his knee? Yeah, I think it was his knee. And he was having injections and things, wasn't he? So he could play. But it got to the point where if he carried on having injections and playing, it could be... Career threatening, couldn't it? Right. I uh, I heard it was it was his hip. I thought <laughs> it, was his hip. it might be. Uh, we might just be talking rubbish. I think <laughs> I also usual. heard that he uh, he'd stepped on a Lego, uh, a proper <laughs> and uh, I, and that's that's where it went wrong. I heard it was his groin from um, all those pornos that he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, this this should be the hashtag on the back of this show, shouldn't it? You know what I mean? Kieran Lee injury update, and we'll just we'll just name body parts or various injuries and see <laughs> see what we can get going. Like, you know what can I mean? Can I just say, just as a to... side note, I love how much he tweets Kieran Lee porn star and says, "Just gonna Mate, say that I think this is for you." <laughs> I saw that one. It was a couple Brilliant. of weeks ago, was it? That was funny. That was good. He's got nothing better to do, has he, bless him. Uh, but no, um, the, it, it just goes to show that the, 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 the passion in, in what Kieran Lee's playing with, he's been playing with that injury for such a long time. And bearing in mind as well, he's one of our longest running players now. He was with us back in Division 1, wasn't he? I think he came that summer, didn't he? The summer we were promoted is the summer that we, um, that, that yeah, we signed Yeah, he came in, in uh, summer 2012. Yeah, which to be fair, you're right. It does make him one of our. He's up there with you know, Liam Palmer and um, Semedo now, isn't he? Jermaine Johnson. Longest serving. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson's Jermaine been up for 20, 23 years, I think it is now, isn't it? He's been, uh, Luke Bowden's coming up just behind. Yeah. Um, he's still here you know, in spirit. If, if I'm dead honest, right, I don't think that we'll see Kieran Lee before the end of the season. I don't think that we'll rush him back. And I think that we need a little bit of stability between now and the end of the season. I also don't think that we'll see Hutch again before the end of this season. I've just got to feel okay, those two have got a... niggling injuries. And um, I, I just don't, I don't think that we'll see them. That is a beautiful segue into a point I was going to bring up. Uh, I was going to say by a show of hands, but given that we do this over the uh, audio medium, it's a bit of a waste of time. <laughs> but is anybody else bored of every single game, Sammy Hutchinson going down, clutching his leg. No, 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 no. We knew when we signed Sam Hutchinson that this was the deal. We knew that, and we've always accepted it. Two things with Sam Hutchinson you have to accept. One is that he'll get sent off three times a season, and he'll get two more suspensions for bookings. (laughs) And the other is that he will miss a, a third of the season with injuries. Let's be fair to him. He's played more games this season than any season in his whole career. Um, so he's he's yeah. had a good season in terms of injuries. Yeah, we probably rushed him back a little bit too soon on Saturday against Barnsley. And it was it probably was a mistake, but he'd had like you know the best part of a month to get himself right. Um, and unfortunately, it, it just you know he, he flings himself into challenges and he does what he does. He's he is Sam Hutchinson, and that's the way that he works. So okay, as, as a secondary question, then I think you you answered that as the segue into it. Is it worth just giving him a bit of time out of the squad, like from now to the end of the season and the summer, just to sort his life out a little bit? You know what I mean? Just you know, get get some surgery on his leg if he needs it. Uh, take a bit of time to rest his leg. You know, pay some bills, sort out his council tax, get some washing done. You know, just sort his life out. You know what I mean? Is I it think worth that's all well and good, but I think Sam Hutchinson himself has said numerous times in the press that he needs football. He needs to be playing the game. He needs to be involved in it. To keep his head so stop getting booked, fam! If you're still, but, if you're what I mean is to actually, I mean to like be involved in training, to be involved in the camaraderie. He needs that because he's had like he's had a difficult time off the pitch, and so I think keeping him involved in team stuff, in squad stuff, is really going to help him. I don't think 
sending him away like you would do with an Abdi or whatever else is going to do him any favours whatsoever because I think he needs that support and he needs that team around him. Like a lot of people do that struggle with mental illness. I think he he's said that himself in interviews that he needs to be a part of something. It's not just that. He's good for the team as well, isn't he? He's, he's, he's part of the banter. Well, well, yeah, but he has got lovely teeth as well. <laughs> so, you know. Who would like to see them. that smiling face all day? <laughs> um, right, then. Uh, any other injury bits and bobs? Gary uh, well, we we saw yeah we saw Hooper back we saw Marco Matthias he's alive he oh. lives <laughs> it's Easter he even, even came on <laughs> and he, he ran around a bit and did some stuff did did he do stuff well James oh you're asking the wrong fucking person aren't you I've got a clue um, <laughs> I um, I don't really remember him doing anything I've got to be honest but he did run around a lot. Uh, I don't particularly remember him doing that either, but you would think he's been out injured for four years, so yeah, he must have run around a bit. Well, it has to be said, I mean, he is, um, uh, I've always seen him as sort of a, a luxury player, if you like, because he's always seemed a little bit fragile, he gets pushed off the ball a bit, but then you saw what happened with that goal against Leeds, we know the quality's there, so um, anything that's going to strengthen the squad is, is good news, isn't it? It really, really is. Yeah, we need, We well, we need as close to a, Full squad as possible, don't we? Because this time of season, we need we need options off the bench. We need to be able to change bits and bobs. And I'm sure we'll talk later on about um, the Newcastle game and and what kind of uh, approach we may or may not have to to that game. And having good options off the bench is is dead important. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, right then, ladies and gents, let's uh, crack on, shall we? Because uh, one of the other wonderful things we do have to speak about is uh, Carlos's most recent Carlosism that is uh, is popped out as well. Um, potatoes, fish, rice, fish not being able to be potatoes. Did anybody understand what the chuff Carlos was talking about? Yes. Did uh... Carlos understand what he was talking about? Uh, for me, he was clearly a big fan of the 2003 show Bo Selector and was doing an impression of the character Trisha uh, <laughs> from there. And he was uh, just about to tell Borgel Borgel Rice and Peas as well, but, um, you know, one of the reporters cut him off. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was talking about. I, 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 I have literally no idea where the analogy was going. Would anybody like to hazard a guess? I haven't got a clue, but all I could think, and this is genuine, like when we saw like what was happening, ready for Newcastle, and who like we're going to come to, who may come back, who may not come back, whatever else. All I could think was all of the meats on the fire, all of the meats on the fire, boys. Come on, so not it just... must be getting through at some point. This is making sense to me, and I don't understand how, but it's getting in there. It's getting in. So it's like, am I going to have potatoes? I'm going to have fish. Am I going to have rice? Am I going to put all of my meats on the fire? I don't care. I'm not just, I'm, I'm so on his level now. It's untrue. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if he was just hosting a barbecue for him and all the, um, all the, all the <laughs> if press? If he is just Mary Berry. And, and the, yeah, that's what he's doing. So, so what he's doing, he, he hasn't got the numbers of all these, uh, all these uh, reporters and that. So what he does is subliminally stick messages in about what he's serving for his end of season barbecue, <laughs> and that's what he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? I think next week we'll be talking drink options, uh, and he'll probably break into song. What is was that it a song? Tequila? Is it a sambuca? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. Are we gonna have San Miguel? Are we gonna have lager? Are we gonna have beer? Are we gonna have wine? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, then I'll then be talking about the entertainment and he'll give out some Ian Holloway-esque uh, response like, uh, you know, sometimes you've got her, uh, you you know, you, you're going to go home with a girl from the pub. She's not going to be the prettiest girl, but um, something about some narcissistic <laughs> nonsense that he was talking about. There'll be something like that as well. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. I think, Sorry, I, I, reckon that, I think that could work, you know, because you could do something about, you can have, um, I can't do a Portuguese accent, so I'm not even going to try. You can have the <laughs> finest bottle of wine but if you don't have a corkscrew to take the cork out, then what use is it to you? Oh, it's like angel delight in it. Like angel delight and no spoon. My, my, theory, my theory on it, by the way, is just that... Um, so I think Carlos is a bit of a daydreamer. And what happens is when he's cooking tea the night before, his mind wanders and he starts bringing the food that he's cooking to life um, and starts imagining it being Sheffield Wednesday players. So when he starts talking about the fact that you, know, you can't replace fish with potato, I think in his head he just calls Kieran Lee fish. 
And do you think he's doing David, like... David you know Jones is a potato in his head. Teaching the offside rule. With, do you know yeah. when your dad tries to teach you, yeah? Like the offside rule when you're a kid. And he gets out the salt and the pepper and the ketchup. And he's like, now if the mayonnaise plays the ball forward and the ketchup is in front of the salt and the pepper, that is offside. <laughs> I wish I sat on the south stand so I could like listen carefully. If like halfway through the game he just starts shouting, Aubergine, Aubergine, right wing, right wing, <laughs> then we know he actually just name all these players after various types of food. Yeah, yeah, he's just really crap at remembering names. So just you, you know, just think back to what he had for tea. You know what I mean? So he just just sat there and says, oh. Honey roasted potatoes, man. Super noodles, get up front. <laughs> super noodles. <laughs> Carlos doesn't strike me as a super noodle type of chap. I bet, I bet uh, he's come over here and gone, hey, up, hey, up, what the bloody hell's are they saying here? He's Italian now, apparently. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's gone, yeah, get, get me some of them, you know. More chicken there's, and mushroom flavour. There's a great thread here about uh, what what types of food would the different various different Sheffield Wednesday players be. I think Jordan Rhodes would be a marshmallow. Probably what probably the, the pink one, something. not Squeeze the white it. one. <laughs> yeah. I think Sam Winner. Uh, I, I don't know if he still plays for us anymore, but Sam, Sam Winnow would be, you know where you go to like a lobster restaurant and the lobster's still alive right up to the last moment when yeah, you eat it. It's kind of fighting and like, Screams. you're not fucking eating me. Screams I'll as you <laughs> <laughs> Really, as we said, absolutely adore Carlos's quotes. Just keep him around forever, just for that. Stick him in the same room as Samido and just keep him locked up. Every so often, just give him a mic to talk into. Really, absolutely lovely. Jose Samido would be that pee, that last pee on your plate that you can't get on your fork. <laughs> you just can't get it. It just bounces all over. It ends up in the living room, ends up upstairs. You just can't get hold of that pee. <laughs> she wants to pee. Um, right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on then, shall we? Now, a little bit of an update on the youths, actually. You know how much of a fan I am of the There we go. Um, but it has Ooh. to be said, uh, on <laughs> on Monday, uh, the 10th, which is, of course, uh, as we're recording this on Friday the 7th, um, the Wednesday under-23 team play the Sheffield United under-23 team. Now, if the team win that game, they will win their league, which will be absolutely chuffing fantastic, wouldn't it? Um, now, I don't know how many of these chaps are actually local chaps because we've been buying folks in and things, haven't we? So, um, But imagine that, playing United to win the league. Imagine if that was like the real team doing that. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, would it? Because we'd all be in a right state right now, wouldn't we? If that was what it was coming to, to win the league. Oh, no. No, Lord H. Just give it to the kids. Let the kids have it. That, yeah, that's literally just giving me heart palpitations just thinking about it. I, I, can't, I, can't put myself, <laughs> I couldn't put myself through that. Well, at the moment, um, the, uh, the the team are on 49 points at the top of the league. Um Closely, closely followed by Charlton on 47. So if they, if they get these three points, only two games left. Um, one against United, one against Leeds. And the, the Wednesday game is at home at Hillsborough on the 10th. So you can go and watch this game, ladies and gents. So uh, I'm sure if you want any more information about that, there will be there, there on the, the Wednesday website. So please do go ahead and have a little nosy on there. I feel there's a better advert there, Lord H. You could have gone with. So if you want to watch son of Sheffield Wednesday legend George Hurst step out for the under-23s, <laughs> supported by superstars such as Lewis McGugan. Lewis McGugan. <laughs> <laughs> then, then get yourself there. Programs 5P. It's only a printed piece of A4. Unfortunately, I am of an age where I can remember going to watch the uh, the re- well, back then was the reserves um, on on an evening. It cost me fifty pence to get in. We just get the super tram. Was very grown up back then. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, but no, uh, the game will be um, available for everyone to go and watch at Hillsborough. So uh, if you've got a, a spare Monday night, go ahead and watch. It should be an absolute corker on there for us. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so last little bit of Wednesday news. Um, there has unfortunately been uh, some, some sad news in that um, Trevor Francis's wife, Helen, has unfortunately lost her uh, battle with cancer and, and passed away this week. So um, I'm sure everybody would uh, like to join me by, by passing our condolences on to the Francis family. Of course, we've got two sons as well. So uh, uh, awful, awful news. Um, there's various different videos and, and things. Uh, obviously, we can all remember... Um, after the, the, the Sheffield United semi-final at Wembley and, and Helen was on the pitch back then as well and things like that. So 
Awful news and uh, our thoughts are with the Francis family. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 014 232 6121. Um, right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on then, shall we? And have a little waffle about the upcoming Newcastle game. New, new, Newcastle game. Um, that's what we're playing. Now, of course, we are a little bit late recording this week um, because of the various Tuesday night games and things. So you probably already watched the Newcastle game by the time you listen to this. Fingers crossed you haven't. Um, but with our wonderful, wonderful hindsight, um, how do we think this is going to go? Now, I've said it a million times on this podcast, Newcastle are going to come at us, aren't they? Which I think is good news for us because it creates space that we complain to and we're not going to have any of this park-in-the-bus nonsense like we, we have to break down. Do you guys agree? Or are you a little bit worried that Newcastle no. are doing very, very well this season? No, no, no. My issue, my lord, is that Newcastle are doing well. We are OK on a little bit of a peak at the moment, but namely and most importantly, we are on Sky. So let's be honest, it's all going to go to shit, isn't it? We need to win this, and they need to win this. So therefore, they're in, they're getting all the favours there, because when we need to win something, you might as well send me out there, because you've got no chance. And it's on Sky. So I... Uh, uh, Are you after I a have, Teddy Chuckers badge, Victoria? I just I have no excitement at being there at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. I just... There's just nothing. Seriously? There's just nothing. I, I have the excitement of going really? to Hillsborough that I always have, and I get that little twinkle. And I think, oh my god, Hillsborough, and like, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not confident, and I think, I think we're being. I know we're going to come into it about the fessy thing, but I think we're being led down the garden path with the fessy thing. I think we're being led down the garden path with showing Kieran Lee and training thing, and I just, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm being used here. I feel like I'm being used. <laughs> And I feel like, wow. I feel like tomorrow, Carlos is not going to call me back after seven o'clock. And I feel used about that. I do. Oh, I'm not going to oh, lie. I feel like I'm wow. about to be used. I've just found I'm out still a bit of a slag and I'll go anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> I just found out that your Twitter name is Dirt the Second or Walker's 1867, isn't it? <laughs> is, it <laughs> is that what's going on? No, I They're the Twitter bemoaners. I thought, you know, I've started, to, I've started to get on their side. I don't know why. There's something going wrong there. But, um, <laughs> but I, I agree with you, actually, Vic. I, I think I think led up the garden path is an absolutely cracking way of putting it. I think there is uh, this this game has led us into a false sense of security. Bear in mind, we struggled to beat Bar- uh, to get a point against Barnsley. You know what I mean? Um, what, what, because we beat them at their ground, and I agree with you, Lord H. Don't get me wrong. They're going to come at us, and this is where it plays into our hands. Ask Norwich. And uh, ask Newcastle themselves, but are you know are they going to be once bitten, twice as shy? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what, what? I mean? I, I, I feel that Gale is going to cause us some problems tomorrow. Why? Why are you not enjoying going along for the ride? Like you know, we've 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 just taken four points. I've from been doing a that difficult, for years. A difficult weekend of two local games. And we took four points from those two games. We're a point further ahead of Fulham than we were at the start of that weekend, even though everyone would probably tell you that it was a great weekend for them and a terrible weekend for us. Um, we've narrowed the goal difference. Um, you know, we kept our first clean sheet in quite a while on Tuesday night. Granted, it was against Rotherham, but, you know, we were playing Rotherham. We either keep a clean sheet or we don't. Uh, we've got Stephen Fletcher That's what I'm thinking, though, goals. like... Like, I, I don't get at the moment what, what there isn't to be excited about the game on Saturday. I'm 100%, I, James. I, I, honestly, I'm 100% behind you for that. 100%. But you're using Rotherham stats for that. Yeah. And I but could beat Rotherham. But they're the only stats on that we've got because that's who we dog. played on Tuesday night. It's not their fault that they played Rotherham on Tuesday night. They could only beat what was in front of them, and they did. And, and if you're going to be playing Newcastle, then I, I, you want to win the game that, that you've just played before it. It's like, I think it's unfair to say it was only Rotherham that we beat on Tuesday. We had no choice but to play Rotherham 
but we beat them when we all acknowledged that it could have been a hell of a lot different going into that game. So, I, I, you I know, I, I, at the moment, have, I'm yeah, feeling positive again. I, I had my uh, wobble a couple of weeks ago, and right now I'm feeling I, I dead love, positive again, and I'm positive. looking forward to us going out and playing Newcastle. I'm not saying that I think that we're definitely going to win, and I'm not saying that I think that we'll definitely lose, but you know what? I'm, 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 in, I'm, I'm happy to be going along for the ride again right now. If we don't finish in the top six, then we don't deserve to finish in the top six, but... You know what? I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to get upset about it. I'm going to enjoy my football because that's why I go. And it's a 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. So ah. I've got the advantage of the fact that I'll be even more smashed than normal. So it doesn't matter if we lose. I won't remember. <laughs> you know, it, it, will, it will be, a, it's going to be a glorious sunny weekend. Um, and we get to drink some beer and watch some great football. And it's on Sky. And we normally do turn it on when we're on Sky. So um, you know why? Why? Why would you guys not be happy about what we've got coming up this weekend? I, I don't because get what it is to be negative about. I'd say for why because we have been. It. I'm just. Meh. We have been unconvincing. We, even when we've won, we haven't. You know, with the exception of maybe Norwich and, and Newcastle, there's only been about three or four games all season where we've absolutely deserved to win, and we've we've really gone to town and we've played the football that we know we're capable of. I, I'd say we've been six strokes, seven out of ten all season. Now, that's not bad. I mean, you know, that you're going to get the happy clappers on Twitter saying, look for, look how far we've come, yada, yada, yada. And I get that, don't get me wrong. It's lovely. We have come a long way, but we spent 30 million bloody quid. And Newcastle have been convincing all season. They have smashed teams. They have looked absolutely magnificent. No, and then yeah. coming to our ground gives me the shits. But I, I, I hear everything that you've just said, Fudge. But what I keep coming back Once to my head is... Why I, I don't understand why that matters right now. With six games to go, why does that matter? Anyone that's because going to the game on Saturday... Anyone that's going to the game on Saturday... Why? What's the point in thinking, oh, we've not been particularly convincing this season? It's six games. All we've got to do for those six games is go along and support the team to the best extent that we can do. We've got to get, we've got to yes, get, that is, that get is right all... behind them. Don't There's no wrong. point analysing performances gonna... at this time of the season. We've got six games. We probably need to win four of them um, to to secure our our playoff spot. Um, so let's not let's not get bogged down with performances. It doesn't matter anymore, right? At the end of the season, if we if we don't go up, or you know, heaven forbid, if we don't finish in the top six. Um, that's the time that we'll start looking back and analysing performances. Right now is not the time to be doing it. Oh, are you, really? I, I, I can't, no, 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 I'm not having it. So, for example, let's say we finish six. We 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 got a, a, you know a one-all draw away at Leeds, and then we beat them one-nil at Hillsborough. Then we managed to win the playoff final one-nil in the Premier League. Now the difference there is that we've eked in there. Now, if we're playing fast, free-flowing, beautiful football, it will get the fans right up. It will get our tails up. And we will get behind that team so much harder than what we would in. Because instead of spending the summer saying, well, Christ, we only just got in there. I hope Chancery spends $70 million on a striker because, you know, we're going to get his ass handed to us every week with this team. We're not. We're going to be going, we're capable of doing this. We can do it. And the fans are a massive part of this club. And they're a massive part of how we yeah. play on the pitch. I agree with that. But I, I don't, I, 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 can't, I can't quite comprehend what you're saying. So you think that, let's say that, you know, it's the, whatever it is, the 30th of May or whatever, when the, the playoff final is. Um, yeah. It's earlier than that, isn't it? But, you know, it's, it's whatever, half past six and the full-time whistle goes and we've won promotion to the yeah. Premier League. You think the fans yeah. will celebrate less if we've just won 1-0 after drawing no, against I Leeds and winning in the, the second leg and that we'll spend the summer game saying, well, we only just sneaked in there. I think that it doesn't yes, matter in the, the slightest how you get into the, the Premier euphoria. League. All that matters is that you get into the Premier League. The, the money that's been knocked about there, the, the parachute payments are about to triple this, this summer. All that matters is getting into the Premier League. How you get there doesn't matter. Kick the shit out of the opposition if you need to do it. Just get in the Premier League because that is your club set up for the next 10 to 15 years. Middlesbrough you know, it it is League. an absolute um, game changer. And how you get there, I just I, I don't think that it matters. Right? Maybe at the start of a season when you're talking about what your club's going to be this season, it matters. Where we are right now with six games to go, I, don't, I honestly don't. I just don't see why it's remotely important. Listen... How we're going to get there, I don't know. How we're going to get there, I don't care. All I know <laughs> hey. is that Wednesday are on the way. Nicely done. Um, 
<laughs> but yes, uh, yes. Uh, Carlos has said um, we obviously we're going to have four sides of Hillsborough. Um, Carlos has said we will have the big support from all the sides. Um, our fans can win the battle, and let's hope that they can do it on the pitch as well. Um, but, right, but my lord, will they have a certain nifty little <laughs> Argentinian, whatever he is, man to appear? We've not covered this yet. I mean, will he be back? Will he be there? Fingers that crossed. Is the question. I, I I agree with you on this, Vic, and and it's the first time I've heard anyone else that's had the same theory as me. Which I reckon. You remember when we played Arsenal last season, and Carlos did this big thing about how, yep. well, I'm not going to risk mm-hmm. the first teamers and blah 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 blah, and he was just spitting a, a yarn. I genuinely think that Fessy's probably got no chance of being fit for the game, and I hope that I'm horrendously yeah. wrong. Uh, and I think yeah, it's just same. trying to disrupt Newcastle's game plan that they've got to account for the fact that they might be playing against. Forestieri, um, so they can't make a, a you know a definitive game plan until whatever half past four on Saturday afternoon when they see the team as yeah. to whether or not he's playing. Because I think the thing is, like any team that plays us, plays for Forestieri, don't they? At the moment, that is what they aim their game around. They aim to get him sent off. They aim to get him booked. They aim to get him injured. That is their whole thing, or they aim to close him down. And if we're saying all the time, oh, he might be back, he might be back, but I. As much as I don't think you will be, and I do think we have been led up the garden path, and I think we're we're all under a bit of an illusion. We've all got our blue-coloured spectacles on. In the, I'm so glad I said spectacles then. But I feel like we've all been kind of told this, and we've seen the videos of him doing his lunges and things that no human, no human could do, whether they were fully fit or not, the stuff he's been doing on Twitter. Like, with, like, balancing, like, a weight that weighs as much as me above one arm while he's, like, squatting on the other leg and whatever else. Like, but every team pl- sets their game plan around that. So are we, but in return, is Carlos doing himself an injustice in a way, not of like, let's not set you two off, but is he doing himself an injustice <laughs> in the way of telling us that he might be back and then actually saying, oh, no, actually, I was lying. So, um, nope. Or is, or is against, he doing the right thing? Against Arsenal. Against Arsenal. It, it doesn't did, matter what we think. Doesn't yeah. matter what we think. This is all the footballing game, and but if he's part not of that, how job. devastated will we all be? Because we understand how Carlos works now. We we know. We we asked him um, at the um, uh, after the Arsenal game. Uh, we, we were at the uh, little dinner soiree type thing, and we asked the question, and and he told us it was subterfuge, wasn't it? And uh, so we know that's what Carlos does. So if Fessy doesn't turn up, and Newcastle are utterly confused. Brilliant. All the better. Absolutely fantastic. 100% behind whatever Carlos is doing until the end of the season. Right, then, ladies and gents, do any of you chaps and chapites have any little bits? Before we actually do the little bits, Danford has just changed his picture on Skype to a rather scary... He has. That it's really, amazing, isn't it? That's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of the hair. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? I'm actually going to take a picture of this right now. Um, so if you would like to see this, uh, this picture on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, um, by all means, please do pop over there and I shall um, tweet that pic. Um, so as I was saying, does anybody have any little bits? Uh, just one thing um, from me, which is uh, resurrecting the old tweet of the week. Uh, and this week's honour actually goes to our very own Victoria Wood. Uh, which I think yeah. is the first time the first time that this this has happened. Uh, so this is a tweet Ever. from uh, was it Saturday or was it was it Sunday? I can't remember, but it was off the back of um, yeah. Tom Pope's rather bizarre rant about um, Sam Winall, and it goes along the lines of, "Wow, someone take Tom Pope's Twitter off him. He'll tweet a photo of a Ford Ka soon and claim he sat on his phone. Very good, very good, my dear, <laughs> very good. Thanks. Got thirty-five likes back." 35. 35? Bloody hell, Victoria. You've you've got like five and a half thousand followers. I know, yeah, but normally (laughs) I I could tweet a photo of my foot and I get like 20 likes, so I feel like I'm going to pin this. It is a lovely foot, Victoria, to be fair. No. Speaking of pin tweets, by the way, I got told off by my mum. For some reason, uh, my little brother showed showed my mum my Twitter account. And uh, my pinned tweet was me trying to search for the shop Blacks in the town Reading. And I Googled <laughs> it. And what I got was a lot of black people reading. Um, so I didn't really find what I was after. And my mum told me off. I got told off by my mum. Too right. 
Bad fudge. Naughty fudge. In it. Uh, listen, I've, I've got one little bit, and my apologies for uh, for ending on a bit of a somber note, but um, this is a story I've been following quite closely. And uh, are we all aware of the little Sunderland fella, uh, Bradley Lowry? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm sorry to say, but he's, uh, it's, he's not going to get any better. Um, his, his, uh, his mum's uploaded a, uh, a, a blurb there saying that um, the treatment he's been having has not been very effective, and um, I don't think we've got long left to enjoy that little kid smile. And I am a huge fan of the little boy. And the way Jermaine Defoe was taking him on board, and the way that the football community's got behind him, I, um, you know, I, I applaud the lot of you. I really do. And um, I just hope that his the time he's got left is spent keeping the smile on that boy's face. I think. Do you know what? When I read that tonight, and everyone knows that I'm a bit of a church bummer and whatever else, but I think that if there's anything that can come from tonight is that just everyone keeps him in their prayers and just even not if it's not a prayer, even if you just think about him, that's the main thing. Just, just ask for him to be okay. That's all you can do. And I think most of the football community will be going to bed tonight thinking of that little boy. So, Absolutely. Um, right then, ladies and gents. So Victoria, my darling, if people would like to get a hold of you over there on the Twitter reach, where can we do that, my dear? You can find me at Victoria1867, or I would say you could email me, vic at thewednesdayweek.co.uk, um, but I'm having the same issue that I lolled at you all for having this week with the SLL like issues or server issues or whatever it is, so don't email me because I won't read it. Would you anyway? I've replied to like two. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've received about four, so 50-50 chance, if I will or not. <laughs> Uh, fuzzy old bean if you want to find your nonsense over there on the twitter page, where can we do that yes get me on twitter at dan fudge i'll be asking various deadly celebrities if they can change the oil filter on a 1997 <laughs> little mixes i'm still doing that gag which actually uh annualized uh last week uh I, it went right back to my first one when i asked uh i can't remember who the celebrity was now uh i think it was michael gove it was one of those. If I, <laughs> it was something like that. Said, who's your favourite member, Little Mix? But yes, a, a year on, I'm still peddling the same gag. So find me at Dan Fudge on Twitter. <laughs> and James, um, if people would like to find you over there on Twitter, even though you've been rather naughty this week, playing the nasty little April Fool's joke on us all, haven't you, you little sod? Um, that that wasn't me. That was you know the Wednesday week's official uh, news writer, um, <laughs> who. Uh, all right, it was uh, it was it was me, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think there were one and a half people that um, actually believed that. So um, you know, that's that's not bad going, is it? Uh, you can find me on Something Twitter. My work believed it. Really? Um, yeah, awkward. Uh, one one of my friends, who's um, a presenter on Hallam FM, also believed it. Uh, but he's a United fan, so we'll not talk about him. Well, you can get me an on, idiot, then, on, on Twitter at James Wright. In fact, I've just um, I've just tweeted now um, to uh, get the debate going about whether or not people are on hashtag Team James or hashtag Team Fudge as we go into <laughs> the last six uh, six games of the season. I also have a confession to make at this point because um, on Saturday I am breaking rank. Uh, and this will be the first and probably only time that it happens this season. Uh, but I won't be in the Riverside Cafe. I will oh. instead, I'm going to a different pub. I'm going to the New Barrack Tavern, which um, I've not been to at pre-game at all this season. Um, purely, I mean, one of the reasons I don't go there is because it's it's you know, a, a lot longer to walk to the ground from there than it is to go from the Riverside Cafe, which is about four paces staggering distance. But because it's a half-five kickoff, I thought, surely, you know, I only need to leave at quarter past five and get to the ground. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm actually going to be in the New Barrack Tavern um, before the game um, this um, this Saturday, so um, you know if you're listening to this before the game, and looking for somewhere to have a beer, I'll be in there. Or come and hang with me and Dickie and the crew, actual <laughs> crew without James in the Riverside Cafe, who sponsor <laughs> us and pay our wages. Uh, have you got an entourage, Victoria, my darling, in the Riverside no, Cafe? No, it's just me, my dad, and Alistair in it. It's just <laughs> <laughs> and Dickie and his kids. That's it. But we'll be there. We'll be rocking it up, so suit yourself, James. <laughs> but uh, the thing is that the Riverside does have an outside bar, so uh, there you go. Now um, of course, 
If you'd like to get all of me over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord Hates. That's L zero R D underscore H. And get all the podcast at T W W Cast. And get us on all the usual places as well on the YouTube's, on the Facebooks, on the Twitterage, and everywhere else you can think of. Really, um, I would also like to put a little thank you out as well for all those lovely, lovely people that have been leaving us iTunes reviews as well. Again, I know I've been banging on about this a bit just recently, but I cannot tell you how wonderful and how much that helps us to get spread around. And if Victoria likes anything it's to be spread around so please do continue to uh, um, give us a five-star interview and if you could just pop a few little words on there uh, victoria will thank you very very much um it has been a pleasure as always ladies and gentlemen thank you very very much for joining us be good be safe and we shall see you i'm real. not saying it now am i you just like me off <laughs> <laughs> you've ruined, you've ruined the saying there that it's what day did you say it was friday the 7th today's friday the 7th today's friday yeah. the 7th the 7th of april yes yeah fuck it's my dad's birthday oh <laughs> <laughs> it's Daisy. well that's the outtakes done <laughs> Bring him down. <laughs> the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.